0: Father Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress. The best hour
1: of your life. You'll never back. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of In Conclusion We Digress. Thank you guys so much for coming back. Happy to be with you tonight. We are really excited to get into our topic today, and joining me, as always, are the rest of the boys, and especially going to start with our friend Carl, who is joining us for the first time in. I would say what, like four weeks now. So Carl, welcome yeah, back. Happy amount. to be with you, man.
2: What's going on, guys? I missed you. <laughs> Had a lot of fucking schoolwork. I uh, I'm in grad school now. I am gonna be concentrating in finance and um, accounting. Boring, but it is what it is. <laughs> Happy to be with you guys. Yeah, it's
1: good to have you back, man. I mean, I'd I'd be lying if I said we we really did well without you, but you're comedic moments on the, the show are really just, just make everything go so we're happy really
0: missing that, the man. one-liners oh yeah really just missing fantastic
2: uh, you guys make me feel so loved yeah.
3: I can only take up so much of the load myself uh, <laughs> that's
2: <laughs> what she said
0: Yeah. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was so early
3: it's gonna be that a good
0: a, one boys. that was a yeah, slam you dunk you had to know man you had that to know. Was threw you bad. threw it up and I d- can't be Mutombo the yeah, yeah. That. that's so a good one right there
1: Oh, well, I think, Carl, the one thing I have to ask that I'm sure is on everyone's mind here, did you pass your statics portion of <laughs> <laughs> your MBA?
2: <laughs> Got to ask. By statistics, and yes, okay. I passed it. Okay. <laughs> yes. It only did took you well. seven
4: years to learn the correct name for the class.
2: Hey, that's why I had to go back to school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you've come a long way, and we're very proud of you. So good for you, man. That That's great. Thank We're you. happy to have you back, obviously, on a serious note. Thank you. Yes. We also have Tom coming from Roosevelt Island, which if you didn't notice, I'm in a different background as well. I'm also Roosevelt Island tonight. Happy to be here. But Tom, what's up with you, man?
5: <laughs> I'm feeling a little spacey. I just smoked a jail by the car. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> Our friends are making a shock well making me shock on hard seltzer, so I'm three sheets right now. But... <laughs> This Hold should on. be interesting.
3: Let's pay-per-view, 20 minutes, let's go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, we have the boys from the Upper East Side. So we have Pat, Kyle, and Mike. So guys, what's going on
0: with you? Back in Manhattan for the first time in like uh, three weeks for me. So good, good to be back. Happy to be here tonight. Um, sad Liverpool won the Premier League. Going to keep saying that until uh, anything else happens. But yeah, I'm all right. Hey, guys.
4: uh Yeah, it's good to have Kyle back. Uh, I guess we should acknowledge a couple holidays. Uh, happy Pride weekend to all the LGBTQ uh, turn up. residents Said we didn't get all to. over the country. This was this past weekend. You guys will get to turn up at a later date, we hope. Also, happy early 4th of July to everyone. And I guess in honor of the 50th anniversary of Darlene Farron being murdered by the Zodiac Killer, Tom put on his best... Yes. uh impersonation with his warm room glasses tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was a long walk for a short drink of water there, Mike. Is
5: it, isn't it always though, Kyle? Isn't it? Yeah, you're right. It's,
0: that's kind of his thing. We, we do know this.
3: Wait,
5: but Hi,
0: Pat. I, I, are you here?
3: What?
5: This yeah, thing?
0: no. I
3: also want to welcome back uh, uh, Kyle. That was a good uh, yes.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I love it. I love this.
3: Now, uh, so- welcome back,
2: Carl. <laughs> Um, Stupid autocorrect um, <laughs> Wow, wow, okay Ouch <laughs> okay. I was going to say, is that Pat being nice to you for once? and then No, probably not yeah, There he goes
1: No, honestly, good to have the whole squad back again But <laughs> We're going to do a business-related episode tonight Because we've kind of been on the trend Where we're doing stupid episodes and sports episodes So we wanted to kind of take it up to another notch tonight And have like, a serious conversation tonight So what we wanted to talk about is something that's really affected everybody. Basically working from home and the benefits increased in productivity, decreased productivity, and everyone's kind of experienced with it. So we want to talk about what the work from home situation has kind of been for everybody. Why, again, I said it's been either super productive for people or super unproductive and kind of work from home situation versus a typical work week when you're in the office for five days. So we're gonna get into that and we're actually gonna talk about specifically uh, going to even like a four day work week, um, whether that's remote work or traditional. So we're gonna get into all that, but we're gonna talk about kind of the actual work landscape and how it's going to be post COVID and, and how it's gonna change. So how does everyone feel about the you know, remote work situation? How's everyone been dealing with
5: it? Honestly, I find myself like strikingly productive during this whole thing. I mean, little context, I'm in sales and I have ADHD, so I love to talk to everybody that's around me and um, sort of being isolated and being able to focus in and being able to basically get up from bed and just start working is huge, you know? I get my, wall, I chug some water, chug some coffee to the books. Like, I I don't know why, I've, I've, I've loved it.
0: I feel very similarly, I've been able to be very productive um, but the issue with me is that my job is very much like feast or famine. <clears throat> so I'm either like really, really, really busy or really, really, really not. Um, and it's been sort of slow the past couple of weeks. And I feel like that's been much more difficult than <clears throat> when I have work to do. I am sitting there in front of the computer and getting everything done. I'm very fortunate that my office provided me with a really nice setup and I some monitors. <clears throat> so I definitely got lucky. I know a lot of people that I work with don't feel like they're as productive I feel like I've been able to adapt really well but I also think it has a lot to do with age and um, because people that I work with typically are are older than me um and just computer savviness is definitely something that um has caused certain you know a lot a lot of issues overall I think for for most people that I've talked to in terms of the working from home experience with with everything what do you think uh, Carl uh
2: I also agree um you could definitely feel like people are working a little like they're not they're not as fast um, and I'm sure they have like their children they have to deal with too. Um, but the biggest struggle I'm facing is um, my company's servers aren't used to us working from home. So I'm like IT, they know me on a first name basis. like they always know what my issues are. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that they don't even like solve my tickets. they just close them once I like figure a way around it. But um, I'm well, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty productive at home because, no one's really coming near me and asking me to do things, which is great. Over True. under sixty words per minute.
4: <clears throat> no, I see Carl's company is just like ah, oh, this fucking kid fell for, fell for the Alt F four thing again. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: my thing. <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, it helps any if you want if you're trying to clear some extra space on your uh, on your C drive. Alt F four. Just remember. Yeah,
4: this this jerk did it to my technologically illiterate parents while my mom <laughs> was having. Like, she was losing it. She recorded. Um, uh, my- I'm
3: sorry. You didn't put them on speaker in front of us while we were working. My parents um,
4: had, like, the family for- camera, and they were trying to download everything, and it wasn't working. And in the middle of the download, Pat just goes, hey, Anna hit Alt F4. And
0: I, they almost did it because I was on <laughs> FaceTime, so I could see it at- <clears throat> This was also for additional context. Love Mike's parents. This was minute 35 of a 45-minute conversation about downloading pictures.
3: I was going to say that this task would have taken, what, 30 seconds?
0: Middle of dinner. We get a call. I mean, we're eating late, but we get a call, and Mike's like, I got it. He goes in the other room. All of a sudden, he comes back, and he's still talking, and Pat and I are like, the fuck is going on here? So, yeah, I could understand why Pat pulled the Alt-F4, but also, Pat, if you had, I think Carlo would have had to drive into the city. Yeah, my dad would have
4: Alt-F4'd your life.
0: <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's, yeah, we are yeah, I believe that. Yeah.
4: Also, well, my mom would have never cooked for you again.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> that's, Which, that's, that, that's the worst threat. That's yeah, so worse. much worse. So much worse. No. But, but I'm the, curious,
1: uh, but before we get into kind of the working from home situation versus being in the office, I actually want to hear from um all you guys when we kind of made this full shift to the work from home situation. Was there initially from an employer perspective, a lot of trust that everyone was just gonna do their job? Or was there a lot more of like a check-in environment where like your supervisor would kind of make sure you're kind of up to date with what you're doing on like a daily basis? Or like, how did that kind of work? I'm curious, but Mike, I know you want to start with that.
4: Yeah, no, so I mean, first things first, um, to just that I don't really work a traditional office job um, unlike most of the guys here who could pretty much, they could do 90 plus percent of their time from their desk or from a computer situation. I work in the construction industry, I'd say about 30 to 40% of my time I spend on site, just handling things in the field. So when we did transition, um, right now I'm consulting for a government agency and it's a, they've never had a work from home policy. Although my company themselves have like a work from anywhere policy. So they assumed that we would be okay for this transition. My company wasn't just getting technology for everybody. Like Carl was saying was crazy. I was very lucky that I had been issued stuff previously, but there are people that have spent the last hundred plus days working off of a Surface Pro with a keyboard attached, which yeah. I can only imagine is been
2: horrendous. Okay. That would have been small, smashed a long time ago if that was. Yeah, me. I would have thrown it <laughs> up the fucking window. No, they would have thrown these- it at
0: one of the assholes that bark- bleh, barks, bleeps their horn for fifteen to twenty seconds for no apparent reason every single day, fifty-six thousand times a day outside of our apartment. Sorry.
4: So, no, but to get into the productivity thing, I mean, just based on the technology, I think that a lot of people, they knew we're not going to be productive. And as a result, um, because we are a consulting team and they want to keep uh, tabs, we actually have to submit on a daily basis, a log with time and hours, like not just, oh, I spent like 30 minutes, like I started this task at, um, you know. 7:15, and I finished it at 8:45, and I have to like put a log, and then I have to also track it through saved documents that they can audit at any time. So I, I honestly I don't believe there is a lot of trust there. I know just on, on my team itself, like my the consulting team, everyone's trustworthy because if you don't get your job done, you're not going to get paid. You're going to get fired. But from a client standpoint, they want every minute of our day tracked, and if we don't hit certain numbers, then mm-hmm you know, it's going to be a big, big deal. And I think a lot of people are taking advantage of it because it is very easy to fake that. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Especially, I mean, <clears throat> I can relate. I guess, a little bit to what Mike said. I also work in construction, but a different portion of it. Um, but I guess, Mike, be, I think being a consultant for the public sector, there's a little bit, uh, when there's you're not directly overseeing someone, there's a little bit more scrutiny, I can say, or a little bit more shift to some scrutiny. Whereas for us, it's I think I would say it's relatively easier to track what you're doing, perhaps only because you know a, a lot of what we do, uh, like I'm more on the design side, can be. It's easy to see the productivity in each in, in each individual as part of a lot more smaller projects, which which is what I'm dealing with. So, um, I, I think as a supervisor who are, who in my company deals with a lot smaller groups, it's easier to to track the different day to day task from each of the individuals. So,
4: yeah, well, you're, what you do is sort of accustomed to the tracking of your task. So it's, I think that that was definitely a lot easier of a transition for your line of work. Mm-hmm. Well, like,
3: I, I, well, just and in, in, in just by and large, you know, since I'm not nearly on site as much as you were back when things were normal, um, I was probably in the office 90 percent of the time, maybe roughly maybe 95, uh, but it also completely be 96 wasn't. Yeah, uh, maybe ninety six, ninety seven, even. Ninety six and a Ninety six and a quarter. Let's not get
4: carried away. Look okay. in here, guys. <laughs> like, I'll just took statics. All right.
3: <laughs> oh, he he
4: knows now. He knows. He knows.
1: He
3: knows his numbers.
1: <laughs> I'm a numbers guy.
3: Can you? Oh uh, I think you're gonna have to crunch those numbers again.
1: For Mike, and le- less so for Pat, because obviously Pat is uh, is as Irish as they come. But Mike yes. is is saying you're in construction. The uh, way of saying you're actually in the mafia is that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm in uh, construction no, no 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 you're not you're not in construction oh waste concrete. management concrete no 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 concrete
3: oh co- fair concrete too yeah. Oh, yeah. Concrete. in good fellows they say construction that's why <laughs> uh, that's well, cool. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, so that's, they, that's where my movie but...
0: blew up their spot and then they were like fuck now we need something that also starts with a city
4: let's be honest concrete. we are know. smarter now and we have vertically integrated the the industry so we go all the way from the the sediment guy who's helping with the concrete all the way up to the rebar guy all right so, yeah. so you just put on
0: your staten island accent for that
3: dan and dan also it
0: was fantastic
3: how dare you assume that there isn't some sort of code name for the, okay. the ira slash irish mafia
0: we do not endorse the ira it's going to be really clear about all those things to all of
5: don't acknowledge the ira
0: now we did. We acknowledge. We acknowledge what happened in history. We exhibit to get they're, into it. They're
3: not nearly as much of a. Ever since the '70s, they've not. They really haven't uh, been no. active. Uh, we we had had to, to get into the geopolitical
0: idiosyncras- idiosyncras- idiosyncrasies of the fucking IRA right now, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's been over the years a lot of people who've suggested potentially the United States moving to more of like a, a four-day work week scenario because you know the United States. Anyway, we have to look at obviously the numbers, but the United States, among a lot of countries, is probably one of the most hardworking countries in terms of hours during the week Uh, a lot of other countries have adopted like the four-day work week and quality of life just seems it's a lot better so I want to hear everyone's thoughts on not only moving to more of a environment like that where it's a four-day work week but also moving forward even post-COVID if everyone wants to stay in kind of a work-from-home environment or wants to go back towards the office so absolutely a lot a lot to you know Cover there, but Carl, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on kind of anything and anything within that realm?
2: So I'm definitely in support of the four-day work week. Um, just at my current job right now, like there's there's a few times I, like in the month where I meet my deadlines, and then I'll have a lot of downtime. So I definitely see the four-day work week helping. And then I had a previous job at a, a auditing company and. I only did it for the summer because I really was unhappy with the work, and it was summer hours, which was a four-day work week, but you would work uh, 8 a.m. to 6, and then you got uh, Friday or every other Friday off. Like the, like the extra hours you worked on your typical day counted towards the Fridays that you would get off, and that it made such a difference. I was so happy having every other Friday off. Yeah, and I think that the way that the world
0: is sort of addressing this in these, you know, studies that have been done that I was reading about, and uh, you know, doing research for this episode. Um, <clears throat> there's been a couple different studies two done recently, one in 2018, and one in 2019. The one in 2019 was the one that really got the world like awake to it. The results were published in October and November. <clears throat> it was a Microsoft uh, internal study that they had done on their employees in Japan. They would work a four-day week and have a three-day weekend during summer 2019. Essentially, the same thing as Carl just said. They would work a little extra on the days they were in the office, and they would have a Friday off. And the results of that study um, were a 40% bump in person in productivity per worker. They saw a 23% drop in their electricity costs. Uh, 60 pages less per employee were printed per week, and. In addition to this, and this essentially was Microsoft really trying to be more efficient with their time, which I think they realize is something that we can absolutely do. And we are certainly wasting a lot of time, like in the very corporate structure that we work in. They said the meeting should be slashed by 50%. So an hour long meeting should be 30 minutes because let's be honest, they all don't need to be that long.
3: It's like long. less, less chit chat, a lot of less filler, I think, yeah. just insert my two cents. I mean, I, yeah. Kyle, I know for for certainty, I mean, you, I'm sure you've been in meetings where it's just been, they, they just drag on.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with something. No, I wanted to add. Um, I read something additionally about that. They also cut the standard attendance at all meetings to five people. So it was a lot less. You know, when you go to a meeting and you just sit there and you like, take notes and you
3: throw that like, note. Twenty, 20 people, garble. and yeah. you have to go around the table. So, a if it's, it's this isn't even necessarily if it's a new meeting, or like a new weekly meeting or whatever. If if anyone, anytime someone new joins the meeting, whether it be on phone call or at an actual physical location. Everyone feels the need to announce themselves. Like, oh, hey, this is this person for, for those of you who are new. And that in itself takes unnecessary time. And that that's a pet peeve of mine. And
0: to quote Cyrus,
4: they come in like a fucking wrecking ball. It's always yeah. in the middle of your statement. Someone's like, all right, so uh, item one in the agenda. Like,
0: hi, this is Bob.
4: Uh, <laughs> Bob, the, the
3: builder. <laughs> construction.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with that, with that sentiment. And the, another thing that they were pushing, too, so in terms of you know, cutting out these meetings and making things a little more efficient, which thus means you have more time to do your actual fucking work, um, was the idea to use collaborative software, which I know a lot of companies are starting to use now, like Slack and, and Jabber and you know Microsoft Teams, things of that nature. Um, and I think that that is sort of the way forward. I'm obviously a big proponent of this four-day work week because I'm more than happy going in an hour earlier and staying an hour later and getting everything done in four days and then having... Really, some time to decompress. Um, so, if you look at the the other study that was done, which was a Kronos, which was sort of done in a vacuum, they surveyed 3,000 employees across eight countries. The countries were uh, India, Australia, the UK, New Zealand, Germany, France, Italy, and Spain. Um,
3: España. Half of,
0: those,
4: half of those countries like to work.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why they did it. I think. Um, so 75% of employees reported that they feel like they have enough time to do their work, which is weird when you look later down in the study and see that 71% of people also feel like they have to stay late to do their work. Like, um, like in, with the, with the
3: five day. I'm sorry, yeah. like the traditional, yeah.
0: With the, with with your standard 40 hour, five day work week. Okay. Um, so 37% of people reported working more than four, 40 hours a week uh, in this study. And I think the the thing that really, the two numbers that really sort of alarm me looking out at this, maybe making me think mm, this could be a good thing just for, you know, for your workers' happiness. And if your workers are happy, they're more productive. That's just a fact. It's mm-hmm. proven by a ton of different things. 53% of people feel pressured to work longer hours. Now, when you look into the breakdown of that, <clears throat> obviously, as you get older, you feel less pressure because you feel you've already advanced far enough in your career so that people in our generation is in the 60 percentiles range. Um, and then 79% of people reported feeling burnout. So well, clearly there's something going on here. And clearly
3: we have well, an I issue
0: that we need to,
3: to address. Goes, what goes along with that is when you're older, you also, uh, at least people who are at least breaching their 30s and 40s, they also have other responsibilities besides themselves. Like us, we're all recent college graduates, you know. We've had days where you know, well, essentially, we're just responsible for ourselves at the end of the day. Um, you know, obviously, we've had yeah. days over the weekend, or, or especially recently with just entire weekends, where just we haven't really accomplished overall too too much. The com the, the company, at least my company, for example, would expect it's perceived as if they expect more than you because you know because you're are young. You got to prove yourself. Young. you got to prove yourself but yeah what exactly do you have to go home to you know it's not like you have to pick up the kids from school um which is not really i'm not saying it's the right way to do things i think no i agree um, it's
0: it's just what's done it's not the fair way to do things right now is the
1: time where you would actually have the free time like you said pat to put in like an extra like four or five hours on a night where you have to get something done as opposed to like someone who's you know in their late to Mm -hmm. you know young 40s who has
0: kids at home yeah and with that
3: in my office, it's almost become like a competition where if you see some people stay in late it's like, oh, I better stay late if I want to be... It's um, all in your fucking head. head, ahead. To head. Yep.
1: That actually yeah. brings an interesting question. Yeah, so I know, Tom, you can probably speak to this as well. Tom and I are both in sales. I think a lot of what you do in sales is obviously, commission-based. You have to put in a lot of extra work sometimes to get you know sales over the line. But I think there's like a stigma that like people feel like when they get to work, when they first like are coming out of college or whatever the case may be, that they... Feel like the way up is to actually put in all these extra hours and show that you're willing to like come in early and stay late but i don't know i, I personally feel like that is kind of bs because i feel like someone could be just as or not more effective in the eight hours that you're in the office or working remotely yeah. or whatever as opposed to putting in that all the extra time but you know, what do you guys yeah. think of that like you guys think I that's mean, kind comes,
5: of like a it comes down to optimization of your time right it, right Especially yeah. if, you're putting, if you're going to put in a work week and you're still more productive than your other coworkers, like you need to focus. I feel like a lot of people just try to focus on whatever gets put in front of them and just yeah. immediately.
3: There's, there's no yeah. actual um, in- like incentive or, or initiative, I guess, is the best word to, to take no, on.
1: You're, you're not compensated. If you,
3: from a lot of, uh, at least in, I know in sales, you're not compensated
1: for the extra hours you put in. Unless you're in, running so like a company, line.
3: unless you're in charge of a company. Think,
1: right. That's... Yeah. Different situation, though.
5: Having something plopped in front of your lap, that's important, but taking a few minutes to figure out and strategize how you're going to attack it is going to help you so much more in the end as opposed to you just jumping into it and trying to rip through it. You have a clear strategy on how you're going to get through things and how you're going to work it. It's It'll end up helping you in the long run, helping you you know be more efficient and probably not waste as much time in comparison to a lot of people who like to just get something in front of them and they automatically feel like they have to rip through it and they don't necessarily think on how they're gonna be attacked it.
0: Or doing things the old fashioned way, which is something that I have definitely run into at work. Like, you know, well, this is how we do it. And I'm like, okay, well, this achieves the same output in a third the amount of time.
5: Yeah.
3: And sales the old fashioned way uh, is gift baskets. Just remember that though. Not- oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, not
2: exactly. uh Carl, you got something to say, right? The turtles. <laughs> the <It's a> turtles.
3: <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Just to add to like your guys point, like yeah, you, you could be putting in long hours, but you could still suck at your job. Like if you're not really like focusing on the oh, skills yeah. and like bettering yourself, you could spend the 24 hours of the day in the office and still not getting. So I have
3: there. a, I just quit really quick to piggyback on that. I, we had some, because we have billable hours, which means you know I obviously we're all salaried at our office, but we also bill directly to clients. So any additional time that you charge, you get paid for as overtime. And we had some guy, and obviously you're scrutinized, especially when you're young. We had this dude who would bill like 80 hour weeks, and get paid for it. And people just realize like this, you're full of shit. You know, you're not getting, you're, you're actually doing less overall work. You're not, you're not actually contributing any more than someone who's working a 40 hour week and he was warned like twice and then he got laid off eventually. So yeah, to that point it happens all the time. Yeah. I'm sorry.
4: No, no, it's, I actually kind of want to give a little bit of a different perspective, like similar to Pat, I work on a billable hours. I mean, I've, uh, you know, I'm salary, but I, we have billable hours because that's how we get sold to clients. And a lot of times clients operate off of budgets in which, you know, they're only going to give you X amount. So in my line of work, it's not uncommon to be discouraged from working more than 40 hours a week, which I think as a young person is, you know, it's definitely a weird change. You come in, even, you know, working internships in the summers, I'd often put in more than 40 hour weeks and that's kind of what you assumed was going to be your future. But coming there and then you're trying to get something done but it's after four thirty or 5 o'clock mind you these are construction hours so they start much earlier and the office is a of ghost town the people that you need to talk to are not available until the next morning so in a sense it's almost frustrating with the reduced hours because people take that especially as they move through and they get become complacent it starts to become counterproductive because there are things that just come up and you need to get them done right away and it's not possible when people are when people know that there's, you know, exactly the amount of number of hours that I have to hit and then I'm walking out the door and I don't care and no one's
0: ever going to say anything to me about it. Yeah, I think, I think having the ability to work overtime is, is certainly good. But I definitely think that it can also lead to the idea that I can take as long as I need to take with this. And I guess to me as someone who's kind of neurotic about <clears throat> getting things done quickly and, you know, in, in, a, in the most efficient possible way, it just opens up a lot of like cancer worms. Cause if someone takes eight hours to do a test and it takes another person to do, you know, let's say five hours, there's something wrong there. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I feel like if, if we were, were able to help people optimize the way they work and help people be more efficient, you know, stop with this, you know, pussyfooting around with integration of technology and really just shove it down people's throats, because let's be honest, it's going to happen. I think you could very reasonably shorten up the work week two, three days. And I think that has huge external benefits for, for people. I mean, you're going to be able to go away on a long weekend without having to take a vacation day. You're going to have another day to decompress. You're going to have another day to spend with your family, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, whatever. It just seems like it has so many positives that could come out of it that, you know, and with the way these, some of these numbers look, it seems like, I don't know. To me, it just seems kind of like a no brainer to figure
3: it out. You would just be losing. It sounds like to me, if it's one hour additional every day, and obviously I think it's, it's tough to say that this could apply wholesale everywhere. Agreed. Yeah. Um, And obviously there'd be some sort of a transitionary period too. Um, Mm -hmm. It's obviously not going to be an overnight kind of thing, but if you're only losing, let's say, let's say you're adding one hour to each of the four days to make up for the hours It'd be eight hours that you're losing on a Friday. It's the thirty-six hour week, like give or take thirty-five, yeah. thirty-six. Yeah. So right. if if the studies that you you're saying, I, I, I apologize, I'm not sure if you mentioned this. I think forty percent productivity increase.
0: So that was Microsoft, and if you look at another company in New Zealand in 2018, did a similar study and they saw a 20 percent increase in productivity.
1: Wasn't um, it Amazon or something? Is that just
0: like in New Zealand. It, so New Zealand, this was a company called Perpetual Guardian. They're a New, uh, New Zealand-based trust management company. So they're in finance. Oh, specifically, specifically. how is? I don't yeah, think it's okay. different for them.
3: Yeah. Really quick, did they measure that just based on like you know amount of emails sent or amount of? I mean, I, I guess for Microsoft, I don't really know.
0: So it was uh, from the sense that I got in some a little bit more deep diving I had done previously when I saw this article okay. last year, it had to do with tasks completed basically. Okay. Um, and per like period of time. So you're okay. cre- you're completing more tasks in a day. And then at the end of it, still feeling like you're happier because you're off three days a yeah. week.
3: And honestly, like, so the three days a week is almost like a given. And I don't know, like I, I, this, I'm not saying this is healthy at all, but mm-hmm. whenever I'm forced to work late, like later hours or anything during the day, I feel a little bit more, I mean, I'll feel like a little, maybe a little bit more tired at the time, like, just mm-hmm. cause I've, I've been staring at a screen for, for longer. Yeah. Um, but I feel a little bit more fulfilled having worked, you know, nine or 10 hours as opposed to, you know, saying if like, there's oh, work to be maybe I could have been, maybe this could have been, yeah. been done tomorrow, but I'm, it's, you know, it's been eight hours. So I'm, I'm ending the day. Just get it done
2: now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta get little... yourself a pair of blue light glasses. I you do, do, man. You I have love them. those things. Yeah. yeah they friends, make a world well, of um, difference.
1: One thing I was going to ask you guys, cause um, this isn't from the study that you referenced Kyle, but with some of the studies that I've seen, um, give or take 30% of workers uh, who have to, before obviously COVID and everything, who were going to the office five days a week said that they struggled with work-life balance. So do you guys feel like before all this happened that you had those struggles that you guys like would be working like way too much during the week and that you didn't have time to do what you need to do?
2: Carl? Honestly, like if we switched to a four day work week, I could have a great relationship with my cats. Like, right now, they're just so, <laughs> they're so fucking, we, the relationship isn't there, but, yeah. There uh, was positive hey,
1: steps. I, I thought you were Dad. taking steps in the right direction.
2: I know, but hey, I'm just thinking, like, after talking about this, like, there, we could be going on walks, we could go on hikes, like, we could True. go fishing. Who well, yeah, oh, the take a things. cat on a
0: hike? Hey, Dad, hey, Dad you it with you,
3: this and done before? I could you send put, you him, at you least two Instagram pages
0: it. that take their cats on hikes, and the cats are fucking into it.
3: And yeah, mountain lions. <laughs> dad, can you play with this ball of yarn? Not, not now, son. It's
0: not now, dad. <laughs> and the cat's in the cradle. The cradle the- in the suit. <laughs> the- oh, oh, progression. You two are barred from breaking into song.
5: Right, we, we've already exposed our listeners I agree. I agree. enough
1: to you guys saying hello. We don't need to do it again. I'm sorry. When you're
5: coming home, Carl, I don't know when.
1: No, but I mean, seriously, though. So from your guys' perspective, I mean, I know for me, work-life balance is something that is definitely, like, Again, coming from a sales background, I knew that there were going to be weeks that I was working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week to get a deal over the line or whatever. But like, it's something that I personally valued. I wanted to be able to kind of finish my day roughly around like six, have time to you know go to the gym, have time to go home and make dinner and like all this stuff. So like, I don't know, is it something that you guys have also like, I mean, obviously it's different now with the remote, uh, remote work situation, but like, is this something that you guys struggled with previously as well before obviously everything changed?
2: it really sucks like eating dinner after work at like nine o'clock at night like yeah just the work balance like my my boss is really cool he he lets me like if as long as I like let's say I have to duck out a little bit early like a half hour early I have to come in early and like we, we work it out like he's very cool about that but it's, it's like sometimes the job is really demanding and it's just it's definitely hard to balance things
3: for something that's more hands-on. So I, I again, like Mike yeah. and I are in construction, it, you can't, so having an extra day off doesn't necessarily make you weld something faster. Like if we're like, if you were talking like tradesmen or, yeah. or anything like that. So that's why I think construction is kind of, a, I, I'm not saying it's completely an exemption, but like it, at least will be more difficult to make that kind of adjustment. Cause man, more manpower, shoving as many people onto a job site is just going to make things congested, and make things work, move slower. And the time it takes to do something to, to perform a task in general is the time it takes to do something Yeah. from like physically what you're able to yeah. do like from yeah, a yeah, yeah. perspective, not necessarily like a mental perspective. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and we I think when you're dealing with clients who at least for the, a lot of small projects that I work on are very, very demanding and you know, whether it be like actual design work or lease negotiations, they, they want things out the door. They want things built quickly. Um, and if you're not yeah. going to achieve and, move things to a four day week, uh, a four day week, even though it might be a little bit more efficient on the mental perspective, as I just mentioned, I think in the long run, it's still going to end up extending schedules, maybe not 20%, which is what the, the lost day would necessarily mean, but maybe like in mm-hmm. a five or 10% basis, which, um, I think depending on the project, just, it, it would be an adjustment. It's, it, it, like, I have clients here who would be like, Oh, unacceptable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I certainly think it's not going to be something that's applicable for every industry. I mean, mm. looking at me, I mean, I've certainly had my, my moments with issues with work-life balance. At the end of last year, my team was short-staffed, and uh, I missed dinner a lot with the boys, like a lot, like most nights, I would say. In November and December, I kind of was getting home anywhere between 8 and 11.30, and I work like a very hard 9 to 5.30 usually. Um, So I there I've had my moments with it. And it's not necessarily that the four day work, we could have made that any easier. Quite frankly, it probably would have made it just as difficult. It wouldn't really have changed anything. But I think in general, big picture. Yeah, Yeah. big picture, big picture, normal days, none of the crazy situation we were in at that Mm -hmm. point. Um, I think it, it it could definitely be good for us. I mean, I do work for a, a law firm, and, and the attorneys are going to keep doing what they do and, and bill seven days a week because it's what they do, and they, some of them enjoy it, and some of the clients are very demanding mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I think it, it could it could be good it could definitely save the firm money at the end too. I mean we don't need to turn our computers on you know there's going to be less water use there's going to be you know like there are just going to be things overhead costs are going to come down, and I think that that's another big thing. that's a big uh,
3: that's Something like a whole, like, yeah. and from a whole environmental perspective, energy use, and from, from that point of view, fossil fuel burning use. Like, it's gonna, it's, yeah, from the ground up, it's gonna have, uh, it would pretty, have a pretty
0: large effects. And I think that the, the number one issue that, that that, the idea of going to four days races, to me is, you know, if you're working from home or they go to four days, but they say, here's your work from home setup, and we're gonna need you to get on, we'll need you. That's something I think we do need to, as a country, like very proactively step up and talk about, A, talk about, and B, possibly legislate. So as an example, France actually passed into law uh, something recently called what they call, which translates to as the right to disconnect, um, basically stating that workers should not be essentially held hostage by their employers. And if your email pings at 1130, you got to answer the email at 1130. So they it they places limits on hours of communications between employers and employees based upon hours you work, the job you have, and it essentially sets in like a reasonable standard of something like that. And I think that if you're going to go to this abbreviated week, or even if we're going to go to a world where work from home is much more of a reality, I think that is a discussion that does need to be had because. You know, I've known people in the past where I've been leaving apartments, you know, hanging out with people on the weekend at eleven o'clock, and the email pings, and it's oh god, I got to get that, and it's like it's Tuesday at eleven p.m. What the hell? Mm-hmm. We should yeah, it. Largely depends
1: on the role, right? I would yeah, imagine. Yeah. Like, Large I feel like many. you can't have a universal thing for that. Like, no, you can't have the same rules for the CEO of a company and like a no. You know, it's a case level. by case like,
0: basis, right. but CEOs it's just to and, prevent yeah. basically people with. Essentially, the idea is that with amount of people disney amount of people getting work from home which let's be honest if you didn't have it before if it was not an option like it wasn't for me it's probably going to become an option now just because of the way that the world has changed and we've proved that we can do this and it's very sustainable um so i think it's more to prevent people that are new to this situation or people that are already experiencing crazy burnout like i mean all the I'm going to be honest with you, crazy motherfuckers that do investment banking and all the yeah. crazy people at law firms that are first and second year students in, in M&A and stuff like that. You know, I understand that we want to get this done. We want to get it across the line. And we want to make money. But, if, you know, if someone is working 110 hours a week, which happens, that's ridiculous. You're not mm-hmm. creating a healthy person. The person is no. not going to be as productive as they could be. And I don't care what your reasoning is. I like money, too. But you do need to think about the people that are doing
5: your work at some point if they're <laughs> hopped up on amphetamines then they might be productive Just when like, when they're hopped up eat. on amphetamines yeah or oh, yeah when yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's not enough it depends on your schedule right depends on yeah. your
3: i think there is a modicum of you, you should expect maybe a little bit more out of your first and second year employees cuz there's you got to you got to work your way up the chain of command a little bit um, of course you got to do a lot of the grunt work to begin obviously i'm not saying work 110 hour weeks so that's absolutely absurd but you know Isn't you, you're expected to stay a little bit i don't think you should like complain at least from the get-go and uh, at least the way our company is structured a lot of people at the engineer level work long hours so there are people who work you know 78 hour weeks and that's unhealthy i'm not saying me because i've never worked yeah there. it's not fun uh, um but i have worked long weeks and i think and at least the way our company does it is they, they do reward that not just from bonuses and raises but also at the end of the, uh, once you get to a certain point promotions where you're not that's not expected of you anymore so at least a couple years in so yeah I think obviously not every job's the same um, I think a lot of the investment banking work it's I don't really know too much how that works but
4: I, I want to disagree with Kyle a little bit I do understand where he's coming from him and I actually had an experience this weekend where, uh, you know, a friend of ours was, you know, being forced to, you know, he was doing business throughout, you know, we played from, you know, we had a tea time at six in the morning and we were hanging out until 10 o'clock at night. And he, you know, had he had to
0: bring his laptop on the golf course. Cause he wasn't sure if, you know, the work was going to call him and he was going to need to do it. Meanwhile, we we're playing at six in the morning and he was working until midnight the previous night. Yeah. But so I don't agree
4: with the legislation Jeez. aspect that you brought up that you brought up because I, I understand there's certain industries, like you said, lawyers, investment bankers, and those in, those mm. industries are heavily compensated. And like Pat said, you move up the ranks, that's no longer what's required of you um, as a person. And I, I'm a big believer in you have to pay your dues. And that's kind of something that's in my industry as well. It's a big pay your dues type of industry. I think it's up that people themselves need to look at like a cost benefit analysis of their job and say, I'm working 110 hours a week, but I'm making the same mm-hmm. as 40-hour a week person. You know, say I'm making you know 60 to 70, 80. But if I'm working, well, that's more what I'm week, saying.
0: But if, but if I'm right. not saying, I'm not saying it would apply to those things. It applies a reasonable standard. And if you're making a quarter of a million dollars a year, yeah. and you're working 100 hours a week, I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. exactly.
4: That's what I'm saying about lawyers and investment bankers. Like some of these guys are. But well, with a reasonable a million, standard like, wouldn't
0: apply to them.
3: That's there's always be, There's always people willing to overcompensate for you to work those crazy hours.
4: Exactly, why you should legislate it, and it should be like more of a corporate policy, or more of like a, a personal or like a culture fit. Not. I
0: just don't trust companies to have a good policies, be a good culture, or C either.
4: No, it's a big deal now. The whole idea that companies are catering to the worker, like workforce engagement, and, and doing uh-huh. all this stuff. Hey, my company, they allowed somebody to suggest the idea of the four four day work week and let it get voted on as something that the board would
0: actually consider. So I think companies are, are more open. to you think? To me, that's a straw man though. They're going to let the board consider it, laugh it out of the boardroom. And that's going to be that because the only people in the boardroom for the meeting are the lawyers and the people on the board.
3: And those people minutes are done to lose.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, to me, that's like, it's not going to happen if you do it that way you You can't let companies control all this stuff because if they do, would they've proven for hundreds of years they won't do well by their
3: employees. We've well, we, we've made positive changes, I think, over the last like 200 years. I mean, yeah, of course. Think about that. Like people used to work 100-hour work work, work weeks working in some fucking mine somewhere, um, and obviously child labor laws were
5: yeah, but heinous. that <laughs> that all goes with the conversation of the United States shifting from manufacturing to a service-driven. Economy. Well, I
0: also have I have sure, statistics that, on productivity in of from hours. the industrial age, too. So the the average work week decreased, as we all know. It, it's hard to nail down exactly how many hours because so many different people were doing so many different things and records really weren't kept that well. There was a 40% increase in productivity from what they classified as the early 20th century to 1967, I believe was my number. Ninth, yeah, 1967. Yeah,
5: but you have to take into account technology and
0: the ease of- But I'm going to... From 1987 to 2015, another study was done. This is by the Bureau of Labor Statistics and their own numbers. The study was done in 2017, looking at 1987 to 2015. The productivity of people increased 5% per year on average, and the compensation of the same people never exceeded 2% growth on average. So you're being more productive and you're doing more work, but you're not getting compensated for it. And then all of a sudden you're being asked to work these extra hours.
3: Are you necessarily doing more work or is it just has it become easier to do? If you're 5%
0: more productive, you are completing more work.
3: I'm saying has it become easier to do the the same? But
0: it doesn't matter because Mm -hmm. either way you're completing more work. If it's easier to do it, you can do it faster. If you're doing more work, you're still doing more work. I suppose. So that's why I feel like you do kind of need to – set some sort of standard even if it's just like a reasonable you know a reasonable standard
5: of whatever
3: you could put in the same amount of overall effort and just from increase in technology increase five percent of productivity but not actually increase your own effort if that makes any sense
0: no but you're still doing the work and if we compensate people based on how much work they do then it doesn't matter how much effort you put
3: i just think there might be a couple other factors at play i mean you're making a good point though
1: Right at the end of the day, if you get your weekly goals done, whether it takes four days or five days doesn't matter as long as you're achieving what you're set out to do.
0: That's the rationale. No yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh,
1: yeah, I see that. The workforce and the work world has been just totally flipped upside down on the last you know three four months. Do you guys ever actually believe though that the United States will come to a point where we say? We're going to put the workers' mental health and the work-life balance ahead of everything else, and actually shift to the four-day work week, like full time. Yeah, like ever envision that happening? Not, not all industry wide. No,
0: but I certainly uh, think that if you look at, you know, just just super exactly. like okay, I mean, like if you look at the Supreme Court case recently with the LGBT workers' rights one, which by the way, woohoo! Um, if you look at that case and you look at how many amicus briefs, which are briefs filed as a friend of the court to basically show people's opinion. Um, hundreds, and I literally mean hundreds of companies were like, yes, hold us to that standard. So I think this might be a case where companies might do the right thing, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's only gonna be some of them. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. I think it would
3: have to be more of a a culture shift. I think when some companies realize how well it's doing, and it would have to be, I don't think it necessarily will come from, you know, the the federal level where like, all right, one day our, our, our workers are struggling I think we should mandate that it should be four day work weeks. I think it's going to have to become, come naturally. And it's going to have I think, to I think show. it's going to it's going to have to be it's going to have to work out for everybody too. It's going to I feel like it's a, if it's in the best interest of everybody including yeah. uh, upper management for the higher productivity, then it sounds like people want to And using the lights design.
0: less and all this other shit. Exactly. I mean, and, and all like, and all the
3: benefits that come with it.
0: As long as the bottom line is is positively affected, it'll happen.
4: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I think the staggered work week is the most reasonable thing that's going to happen. And that is taking into account what's happened right now with Corona and what's going to keep happening in order to get everybody back in the office. I mean, nobody's going back. I mean, most people aren't going to be in there sitting at their desk five days a week for a while, if ever again. Um, And I think that United States and just worldwide 40 hours is pretty standard and the way they regulate is usually on the basis of hours, not necessarily on the basis of days, but the idea of at least giving somebody you know an alternating day here and there of the work from home or like fridays working from home just allowing people to get that jump start of the week and i think that's a much more reasonable thing to see in our lifetime
0: but and i think that's already happening i mean people i know have schedules like that already
4: but that's summer like summer fridays that's a big thing but you're gonna no, start maybe seeing that i mean like
0: the, the big consultants the for, for if you work for one of the big four and you do internal stuff for them one of them, I don't know, I'm not going to say company names, but one of them who a friend works
5: for,
0: he already has to work from home one day a week, minimum. So I think like we are getting there, but it needs to sort of spread to other industries. And I think this is going to be the
2: catalyst for it. And And so now that we've been working from home for a few months now, let's say things go back to totally like how they were and you had the option to work from home or in the office, what would you guys prefer? I think just having a taste of working from home, all things being normal like I could go out on the weekends do whatever, I think I would prefer to be remote um I'm less bothered and I get more work done so what do you guys think if you had to like have, make a hard decision if you had to stay home or not instead of like one or the other or, yeah, like one or the okay. other okay
1: it depends okay. on the job though because I feel like for me and I'm sure Tommy you can probably back this up to me as well I feel like if you're like in sales for example, something that's so important to me is the collaboration with like your teammates and obviously being able to actually meet with clients in person so being in the office is something i feel like is actually really valuable in that sense but i do see what you're saying carl that like you set yourself up in the morning not having to commute is is automatically like you know takes away stress from your day oh so great it's so great um and
3: then that, if that's if that's again going more to like the big picture scale that's something that also affects like less commute equals less people driving in less people using public transportation, which uses energy, so. Um, right. No, uh, well, that was good too. I mean, I, I can use the example, my dad, for example,
1: he lives on Long Island still, and he, before all this happened, was commuting, you know, the three hours plus every day from um, Long Island to the city. And he's said that he, the fact that he gets those extra hours of sleep in the morning, he doesn't have to worry about, like, getting home at, like, eight or nine o'clock at night, you know, on, on late nights, like, his his productivity skyrocket. Like he feels like he can work all day and not feel pressured to like, you know, have to leave at a certain time or, or get up in the morning at a certain time. Like I feel like that's definitely a big benefit, but I don't know. I really feel like there's going to be a balance. There's going to be once COVID passes and we get back to some sort of normalcy, there's going to be a balance where companies will have office space. You can come in if you want to use it. If you don't want to, you know, you want to work from home, that's fine. Like I think people have proven that they can be effective working from home this period. And I sure. feel like companies are going to keep trusting
0: their employees. I, don't know, I guess personally, for me, I—if I had to pick one or the other permanently, I would probably still go to the office. I do enjoy going to the office. I like my desk. I like how everything's very organized and laid out and
3: mm-hmm. I perfect. Think <laughs> well, it <laughs> works. Well, it works that we're working from home. I think you're kidding yourself if you don't—if you don't think you're more pro- pro- productive in the office.
0: I definitely am. Mm-hmm. I, I would say. I mean, I definitely am, but I think I—I've learned to be—I don't want to say like acceptably productive, but Productible as, as productible as possible, given the current like setup that we have in the situation, like if I had a yeah, the bar proper is obviously desk lower. here and yeah, yeah yeah but i I guess the way in my ideal world i would if we had to keep five days, I would go in four and work from home one
2: yeah Mike, that, that what do
0: you
4: think? yeah no i I definitely i agree with you, I'm never going to want to give up the office, and for me, it's so important to be able to tangibly either see or collaborate with somebody in, in you know, I would be able to take a tape measure and solve a problem like that. That's how up until COVID, you know, I solved 99% of the issues that came up and now it's Mike,
3: Mike Mansueto
5: problem solver. <laughs> no, but make I, I, a joke I, about that tape measure and solving the problem. but I'll refer <laughs> to.
4: <laughs> to address the, uh, the whole productivity thing, I would to say it's a double edged sword definitely not as productive like productive uh normally accomplishing my job but i have never been so up to date on paperwork in my life like in my three plus years of working in an office usually i'd be like oh sorry new thing i gotta go take care of like not gonna worry about this paperwork until it's piling up on my desk or there's you know 50 emails in my inbox you get the memo yeah we're putting covers on our tps TPS. (laughs) i have memos it's right here but uh the I, I don't know. So I think that it is definitely nice to work from home. I would say once or twice a week or occasionally a couple of times a month to be able to just sit at a desk for eight hours and like handle those conference calls, bang away at all that paperwork and bang away at all the like bullshit that you normally have to take care of. And it's just not important enough to stop your daily life or your
1: daily work life to take care of. So
4: I, I do think it has a lot of merit, but it,
0: yeah.
1: I also feel like the work from home thing is a big mental thing. I think you know, it's for all about me, concentrated. That's the thing. I, I feel like being yeah. like, no matter how you're situated, like whether you're in like your bedroom, you're in your living room, like however you set yourself up, being at home for me, I feel like in part is a distraction.
3: It's like
1: it's, I, I sit at my, I sit in the living room and I'm like, oh, there's the Xbox. I can like finish my work and go play Call well, of Duty. Yeah, there's hour. always,
3: like, I completely agree. So uh, only, yeah. only in that, like, I sit next to like one of the like principals in our office. So like there's always a little bit, the back of my head, I'm always like, "All right, resist checking your phone because I don't want people to see like, me on my phone all day." Whereas, the, that doesn't exist when you're working from home. You can you're
0: on your phone as
3: all as day. Your, as long as your bottom line and tasks are met, you can kind of just play around on your phone all day.
5: Um, yeah.
3: So I, not that I do that if coworkers <laughs> are listening. Like,
5: I can confirm,
0: Pat is very again, diligent in his work. There we go.
1: Well you, you, you guys see what I'm saying though? Like I, I feel like. Being in the office kind of creates that more sense of like professionalism that you like hold yourself to like almost a higher standard because you're in the office as opposed to being in your like again living room or bedroom where you have all these additional distractions that can take you away from doing your I'm work in an office days.
3: business I think we've all been subject to those distractions at least from can't speak for everyone else but the three of us uh particularly with the Xbox and television and I don't know the constant looming of your phone being on the counter and checking it?
0: I'd say we're pretty good 99% of the time. And by we, I mean, you guys are always good. Sometimes I get slightly distracted when I have nothing to do. But I think overall, if you are, if you're A, interested in your job, and B, you like, you know, like the people that you work with at the very least and are able to, to do what you do without a lot of instruction, if your friends then are your working problem. from home is really not the end of the world. I also think it's it's key and I see a lot of people too just kind of like sitting on a couch, feet up on the coffee table with a laptop on their a lap. I'm like, you're not, you're, you're definitely not that productive. Unless you're only on a conference call and you're reading from slides, you are not productive. You do, there is a sense of like sitting at a desk in front of a computer, whether it's a laptop or a proper like, you know, double monitor with the whole nine yards. But or there is something to be ball. said for-
3: Or stand stand desks. Or standing desk. Whatever the
0: hell you're doing. (laughs) It needs to be more like formal. I guess I probably sound like I'm a billion years old, but I feel like that has a lot of psychology of it. Must be a nice
4: guy who banished me to the fucking couch.
0: (laughs) Motherfucker, I gave you that desk for three weeks. I didn't have to go home.
4: Next time you go home, you you move your feet, you lose your seat.
2: (laughs) It kind of feels like we're in college again, like just working and doing assignments from our rooms and stuff. I was gonna say it also brings up the argument of sustainability.
1: So obviously, like everyone's heard i alluded to already, this is gonna be our reality until at least I mean I would venture to say summer of next year. I think we're all gonna be kind of living in this remote environment until there's a vaccine is proven that it works. So, I would
0: absolutely agree with you there, Jim.
1: Yeah. So we're all gonna to have to get used to how this is, but I'm just I don't know. Part of me questions by the time we get to like, you know, September, October, like we start getting it, like month five into this, month six into this, like as it keeps going on, I feel like people are just going to get sick of it. Like obviously, there's a lot of attractive parts of it, like we've alluded to already, but I just feel like people are going to want to have that person-to-person interaction in the office as opposed to just hopping on Slack and ask like asking someone a question. Like I, I think that person-to-person thing is so important and something that as humans we just need i mean we, we see it even just in quarantine like we we need that human human interaction so that relates to the office place as well i, I feel like
4: yeah, yeah
0: definitely
4: if you talk to people that have worked so like that was one thing i did i talked to my uncle and my uncle worked from home for probably like 30 years i don't know as long as i've been alive my uncle's always worked from home he was in banking but on the computer side he like wrote code for a big bank so you know He said that in the beginning, it's a little weird, but after a while, he's like, that just kind of becomes your life and your whole life adjusts to it. And he's like, you can actually get a lot done. Like, he's like, I got really good. He's like, I'd make myself, you know, three really nice meals a day. And he was like, I would do laundry and I'd take care of stuff. And it was much easier. I mean, he's like, you spend a lot of time. You eventually start spending more time than your eight hours. So we were talking about reducing our time in the office. He's like, eventually we're all going to start spending more time because it's there and you're just going to be able to do it. But he's, you know, it just becomes your life, and it doesn't change the same way that it was weird going from going to classes, you know, ten hours or twelve hours a week to now sitting at a desk for forty to sixty hours a week. Your body is going to adjust to it. So I guess to
0: to put a bow on this, in a way, um, um, we we've certainly discussed that. In it, this doesn't work for all industries, but a, a yes or no if you can, or, you know, a little, little explanation to it. Do you think that this is something that we should, that we should move toward uh, as a society,
2: if I can say it that way. Um, start, let's start with Carl. I Yeah, I think it will. I think it should start shifting this way. Um, and also like once it does, companies aren't going to want to pay their couple couple million dollars a month in rent yep. and, downsizing like I, i'm all i'm supporting this like moving to the four day and remote work i think it's just a little more convenient in my life right now mm-hmm. but i do miss being out and about yeah
1: yeah if i could really we've alluded to this before on the podcast i think we, we talked about it briefly on the uh technology episode but honest if we really move to this work setup full time or we're remote the commercial real estate industry as a whole is going to be decimated like it's just not going to exist anymore and it's going to really paint a really interesting picture as to whether or not people are actually going to continue living in these big cities like if these big companies get rid of all these these big office bases what's the reasoning for people to continue living in these big cities you know because most people i mean i i don't know if this is a hundred percent certain but i feel like most people live in these big cities partially because
2: of a shortened commute yes who knows maybe they could turn these office spaces into affordable housing
1: yeah but that that brings up the argument why would someone want to live in that city even if it's affordable housing if i I don't know i'm just playing devil's advocate here but i'm just
2: yeah i see your point i I can't
1: see the the commercial real estate industry going down like that and then not not having a major effect on the actual residential real estate portion of of the
0: city as well yeah no i agree completely so pat what do you think is this something we can we can do and that we should do
3: I think uh, in the right context, obviously. Yeah, I think if it's better for if if ultimately it's better for the worker, the individual. I think building block wise, it will be then be more beneficial for the company, for the owner, and you know all levels as well. Um, I think overall, yes, if it's trending that way and if it works, absolutely. And and I think thinking about the whole big picture, like the whole energy savings and less stress overall, I think it would be very, very helpful as well. So for that yeah, reason, I, I think if it, if it works for your, your company, i absolutely. Yeah. Each you feel like it's better is- for you though? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: As a, no, go. You, you kind of spoke about it like a, from a company whole perspective. Do you feel like it's better for you, Pat?
3: For me personally? Yeah. I think at least maybe not for the entire company, but at least at, at, at my level right now and for people no i'm not i'm not really i'm not really in charge of anybody in, per se thank but god for, for the, for, yeah man that would be a nightmare right
1: uh, be uh tough
3: but for a person at the engineering level like, i mean we still get paid for our overtime i think it might for this one unique situation it might add to like a little bit more stress because there are already people people are kind of guilted into working already these really extreme hours so yeah I think that in this case in a job like mine it might get worse until you reach that like mid level portion uh, mm-hmm. level, in which case I think the four what you we call it, the four day work week might work might work well. But I think mm-hmm. one one important note that I think we're missing is if it's not a linear it's, if it's not completely linear across all companies in an industry, I think it's gonna be a lot of overlap with hours of availability, which I think is something we really didn't touch on to that great of a detail. Like there's someone yeah. who might be expecting me in the office Friday. Uh, and then they don't know, oh, we switched to a four-day work week, I'm on in the office. Mm-hmm. I think, you know. It would yeah. to be unilateral across not in, It was going to happen. In, in that industry. Um, yeah, I,
0: to- I, um, I agree with that. Yeah. So, Mike, mm-hmm. what do you think? Um, I think the
4: work from home thing, definitely going to like that. It, I like that it's been be- being brought into my industry, specifically my sector of the industry, and I'd love to see it going forward. Just makes a lot of things more convenient, not going to take advantage of it too often, but just to have the ability, you know, I got to go somewhere and I'm going to work from home for a day or two, definitely would be really nice. Or you're sick; it saves you that uh, sick day here and there. Uh, the the four-day work week is a little bit of a tough sell, as Pat was going getting into uh, on the construction side. There's only so many hours in a day; there's only so much work you can do. So I'm, I'm not really so much for the four-day work week for me um you know my job runs 24 hours a day five days a week and then on the weekends running like you know 12 18 hours a day so i don't really think it's feasible for us uh, and also uh the statistic that would back me up on that is that the Indian government uh did a survey and 69 percent of them said they'd want to come in for the fifth day so i don't really know how you argue
0: with that logic that's nice. a cultural thing though mm. there's 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 other countries that are kind of up there but i I also think that it's hard to compare a, what is called an emerging market to the U.S. Um, yeah. you know, not to make any economically disparaging uh, comments because I'm not, but obviously,
3: I, I'm trying. I'm struggling if he. I'm struggling to grasp if he actually believes that, or if he's still, if he's still just saying it for the sixty-nine comment.
0: I'm. Oh I'm assuming it's probably a combination of both. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, what what do you think, Tom? Does the four-day work week sound like something that we should be moving towards?
5: I mean, I would love it because it would just weed out so many lazy salespeople and, you know, make the game more competitive for people who, like, I mean, you know, and Dan would know, like, tech sales is, like, you know, you have to pay attention at random times. You always have to keep your email on. It's not like you're necessarily working 24-7, but if you get an email that you that you could take care of in minutes it's like might as well just take care of it do the trick and this whole work from home thing has sort of what i've witnessed has sort of increased the medium of email i mean the time on the phone is vastly less i feel like people you know at least in my channel are communicating more through email so you know thus leading to me spending more time on the computer trying to push out as many emails as I can um other it's like for me basically it's emails and zoom calls phone calls are pretty much obsolete at this point I don't want to say obsolete because things could go back to you know the way they were before but I mean in this new switch that we have there's not many phone calls going on I mean that's fine like I can deal with that yeah to the four-day work week for you know for people in sales i would love that i would encourage that and i would encourage everybody in sales to take four-day work weeks so i don't have to and i could i could get a couple hours on you and sell more than you (laughs) but i mean that's it i would say for you know for the entirety of the country and like we spoke about this sort of in the you know in the tech in the group chat that um like some models like european models they work you know 30 to 34 hours but they spread it across five days i think that that's sort of a fair model where people have the have a better ability to stay focused and treat their time at work like it's i don't want to say sacred but more important than work just as important as their outside lives because they have a fair medium of time between their outside lives and in the work time. I feel like, you know, that 40 hour work week, you know, from people I know all over, it's like in in different industries, it kind of seems like they're just attached to their job and it's work, sleep or work, eat, sleep, repeat until the weekend. But it would be nice to be able to have the freedom to you know, take a couple hours here and there if you needed them. Kyle, what do you think? Because I know you kind of posed the question first, but
1: we haven't heard from you about your final thoughts on that.
0: Um, I certainly think it's case by case. You know, it's like Mike was saying, uh, you know, in his industry, it's really not something that's that's feasible or, or practical or probably not even a good idea. Um, but I think it could help some industries and allow some people to feel like they're regaining a little bit of a sense of a work-life balance because like i've said a lot of the time i do have it but when when there was the time when i really didn't have one it was absolutely miserable and i can only imagine what it's like to feel like that all of the time yeah Uh, so i think you know if it's practical and like i said earlier if it affects the bottom line in a positive way companies are gonna want to do stuff like this so i would like to see it happen I really do think that a lot of people are very overworked and don't want to admit it. Um, so to me, it it sounds like a good idea. And if it's like I said, if it's feasible, if it's economic and it could have possibly good impacts um, in terms of reducing emissions and, you know, fossil fuel consumption. So it it could have a lot of good things uh, to do. So I'm very in favor of it.
1: Well, yeah, definitely brings up a lot of interesting, questions and again it's been a small sample size from what we've seen from a lot of studies that have been done and a few different countries that um, don't have necessarily the size of the workforce that we have but you know who knows maybe COVID is kind of the accelerator to that type of world and, and getting kind of the workforce more towards what a lot of other countries have done and the the happiness ratings speak for themselves the the work-life balance and everything like it, it's all significantly better in a lot of other countries so it might be Definitely. it'll be interesting to see if they actually move that direction but well i think that'll do it for our uh conversation about the obviously four-day work week and working from home and all that kind of stuff but i thought we would wrap up our episode this week with a quick son of karen <sighs> as everyone knows kyle is always full of opinions and he's got a lot on his mind this week so kyle what do you uh what do you want to tell us
0: about I got two things. Here's my first thing. Um, Son of Karen is both a joke and the truth. Uh, we're taking a little bit off of uh, the Karen memes and all these crazy uh, white women out there doing stupid shit and out in the wild. And, uh, pardon uh, the fact you. That, I like to that speak My to mother's your manager. name is actually Karen and she is a <laughs> wonderful fantastic lady who is not like the meme ladies and it annoys her that they picked her name but we're living with it. Here's my thing this week. Hey everybody, COVID is still a thing. It's spiking all across the United States and in other countries. Wear a fucking mask. Now to the psychos in Palm Beach testifying that God's breathing apparatus is being impeded. No, it's not, you're a moron, move on. The people that say it's unconstitutional, that you're not a patriot if you don't want to do this, uh, that people should be arrested for treason for putting these laws in. What level of meth did you smoke? Get over yourself. Wear the face mask, I don't care if you're 22 years old, you might not be susceptible, but the person that you give it to may be susceptible and they may die. You need to get the fuck over yourself and get a grip, sweetie. That's it. They didn't ask you to wear a chin guard. Put the mask over your fucking nose and your fucking mouth. You breathe out of three holes, cover them all. That's all I have to say.
1: Well, yes, to Kyle's point, The pandemic is absolutely not over. Please continue wearing a mask. There's definitely a lot of cases still going up. It's clearly not over, even though a lot of people think that it is. So definitely keep following the guidelines. Um, New York, I have to say, we've done a relatively good job, I would say, for the most part. And it seems to be working. So just keep doing it. (laughs) So let's go to our closing statements of the episode. As always, everyone has one line to wrap up our conversation from today. So we will start today with the son of Karen himself.
0: Oh, boy. Um, so we are recording this on the last day of June, the last day of Pride Month. Uh, again, we didn't get to have our regular celebrations. Uh, but I want everyone to go out there, even if you're not a part of the LGBT community, educate yourselves. There's a lot of really great people that started the movement. And it was brought about for all the right reasons. And shout out to Marsha P. Johnson, who is the reason that I have the right to get married and that I can't be fired for being gay. And whole lot of other stuff so happy pride again it'll be more fun next year we hope um but pride doesn't stop because june's over
3: Plenty of other reasons to fire kyle exactly (laughs) that's a (laughs)
1: fact. all right well let's go to michael with his closing statement of the week
4: uh fun discussion guys Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting when i have to wake up at a normal hour i've been getting very used to rolling out of my bed, tripping down the staircase, landing on a coffee pot and making it to my computer by 7.45. So, uh, it's going to be a, definitely a change. World's
3: smallest violin playing.
4: You know a lot about world's smallest, Pat. At- hey! Oh! <laughs> That's a good one! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, well, let's uh, Pat, let's go to you, man. What do you have to say for your closing thoughts of the episode?
3: No, A lot of uh, intelligent thoughts today. I'm glad they all came together in one place. Uh, and it's hot in here. I'm wondering why my AC hasn't kicked on yet. So perhaps I need to go to the AC repair school. At, at, Green-Dale, qu- community. at, 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 at Greendale Community College. Is
1: that your job? I was going to you HVAC. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: It doesn't mean I I dress up in a jumpsuit and fucking repair ACs all day, you ignorant bastards.
5: Oh, I just, I just thought that that's what you did. And I just like... I went to go touch my belly button to it, but decided not. To... <laughs> For reference, there have Man, been I, I, I multiple like nights there. that
1: we have been out with Pat that he has sat us down and explained in intricate detail what is comprised within an AC, and it has been the most boring
0: discussions of yeah, my life. Yeah, I was going to say,
3: you have, it doesn't sound like you've retained <laughs> any of it. Which is I what fell asleep. <laughs> not at all here
0: once. Not at it all. It's a very weird situation. <laughs> I
3: think like that's why we keep doing this.
1: Tommy, what are your closing thoughts? Ingrates. Okay. Ingrates.
5: No, a lot of good contributions. I think that, um, you know, the old dictator in chief should listen to us, give us a nice four day work week, and <laughs> we'll be good to oh, go. Illuminati
3: confirminati. Exactly.
0: Of course. <laughs>
1: and uh, last but not least, the son who returned back home, Carl. That's, well, a, that's not the that's
3: uh, alert. The allergical son.
1: The, the prodigal. That's what it is. Prodigal son. The prodigal son <laughs> returned back home. <laughs> <laughs> head <laughs> Carl
2: <laughs> It's so happy, to be, happy to be back. Happy to be back with you guys on a uh, normal schedule. Um, as Kyle mentioned, happy Pride. Next year is going to be even better. Hopefully, um, happy Fourth of July. Don't drink and drive, and wear a fucking mask.
0: Amen, Kyle. Hell yes.
5: Amen.
2: And a robber.
1: I agree with all those sentiments. Obviously, yes, happy pride. Uh, Keep, obviously, those good vibes going, even though June's over, like Kyle said, keep it going. Uh, Wear a mask, absolutely. Uh, I've seen, even in New York, people have been good for the most part, but there are people who are going out to bars and not wearing a mask and not following the guidelines. So don't be selfish. Don't be a dick. Just wear the mask. Do it for your fellow man. And... Lastly, since I've been back here in Roosevelt Island, I have noticed that there's been a huge uptick in fireworks. Stop shooting them off at 3 in the morning. People are
2: trying to sleep. Yeah,
0: like you're just, just fucking annoying. Just Even in the middle
2: of the day, you're going to fucking give all these animals a heart attack.
0: Right. Shoot shoot them off, you know. When
1: appropriate. Whatever. Just, Just be considerate to your fellow man.
0: Like
2: four That's days from now.
1: Overarching message.
0: Yeah, four days from now, you can go butt fuck crazy, shoot those things off all day, and all us will be like, "Hell yeah, America!" They're not but gonna not listen. Not now.
3: We they <laughs> already, already had illegal fireworks to begin with, though. So. This is whoa, this whoa, is whoa. true. Don't
1: disclose that. But that'll do it for this episode of Inclusion. We digress. Thanks again, as always, to the guys. Thanks at home for you guys for listening. If you want to join the conversation, let us know any thoughts you have. Uh, we are on Instagram at. at in underscore conclusion underscore pod on twitter at we underscore digress uh we are on apple Podcasts and spotify we're on youtube now so please go watch we're going to try and post a lot more clips and we will catch you guys on the next one if we don't hear from you have a happy fourth
4: sponsor my only fans this week i talk about how i used to love swimming peace out (laughs)